Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back. Guys, we are here. I think it's day 17 for the more Midnight Madness. I am your guy, 49ers Mike, underscore NFL. And over here to this side is my guy, Brian. He is Stater, underscore Niner on Twitter. Uh, guys, this is going to be a fun show. We finally heard from the team. We have to do a quick five-minute recap of the state of the franchise, and that's mostly going to be what we learned on Twitter today. Uh, on the screen right now are going to be your um, formalities. If this is your first time here on the YouTube page, please hit that like and subscribe button. Um, if you don't know where to find us on YouTube because you're listening to this as a podcast, search Nothing But Niners on YouTube. You'll find us there. We have a couple of social media platforms as well. Uh, Twitter and Snapchat are Nothing But Nine, E-R-S. And then we have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch, and that is nothing but Niners. Again, I am 49ers Mike underscore NFL, and Brian is S-T-A-R underscore 9-R on Twitter. Find us, follow, and interact. You know, we're not we're not uh, we're not bad guys. So, Brian, man, what's going on with you today? How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little bit better. The my PCM that I see is uh He's a DO, not an MD, so he does all the osteopathy stuff. Uh, it wasn't intentional. It's just how it worked out when I was looking for a physician when we moved here. And uh, so when I went in today, he uh, he gave me some a shot for my pain that I was having with my back, but then he also did an adjustment, which was super painful, but I'm already feeling some better results, so hopefully that will stay that way. All right. I like it, man. I'm all about improvement, and if you're feeling better – that works for me, and I mean that with every fiber of my body. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to uh, on Twitter today. I'm going to do this with a bunch of pictures, and I'm going to start with the CEO tweeting out some stuff here, if I can find it. Where is Jed York's tweet? Of course, I didn't upload that. So forget it. Uh, during the state of the franchise, two of my favorite 49ers of all time, we're on there, and I got to show these guys. I thought these guys were sharp. I thought they looked good. I thought these guys looked like they were ready to come out here and say, hey, hey, don't forget about us. We're part of this franchise. And, uh, Brian, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but we heard about what was going on with Patrick Willis and wide receiver Taylor. What were your thoughts on all of this? No, I'm happy to see them. I think that that – that for for specifically for Willis, it'll help I think bolster his potential to get into the hall. Um, just because if you know the NFL starts to recognize that the team is recognizing him, um, I think that will go a long ways into getting him in there. Um, because he did have a short career, so you know. Um, but I'm happy for both of them. I think they both deserve to be in the 49ers Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Um, I've said multiple times that if John Taylor just happened to be on another team he would have been a uh wide receiver one and you know the the unfortunate or maybe fortunate thing is that he was on a team with jerry rice right and it's kind of hard to outshine that guy who was literally looked at as the best to ever play the game not just the best wide receiver jerry rice is viewed by many as the best player ever to play the game of football in the NFL. And so John Taylor never stood a chance at being viewed as, as good as Jerry Rice. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, it, he was just an underdog from the beginning, but I'll tell you what, man, 
it was a hell of a uh, underdog story here for him. So I I liked what we got from him. Um, just uh, do you have any? Uh, I don't. I don't. You know what? It's okay. I like what you said about um, you know the hall finally giving Patrick Willis a look because of uh, the 49ers acknowledging him. And let's right. pull up Patrick Willis just a little bit more here, man. This guy, he, Brian, man, he still looks like he might be able to go out there and do it, dude. I'm sure he probably can. Like it's it's pretty incredible. Like looking at him and seeing how good he looks. And by the way, uh, John Taylor didn't look like a slouch either. Uh, now yeah. you can see the gray setting in around the edges and in the beard and all, right? I mean, if you compare him to a Patrick Willis, like I didn't see any grays. I don't know if Patrick Willis is dying stuff or what, right. but uh, John Taylor looked really, really good. No, uh, you know, I, I'm not even going to say Paul because it's, it's not that kind of conversation, but he, I did. he's got less gray than I do. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, you know, I like seeing John Taylor out there today. Um, Jed York also broke some news during the state of the franchise. Uh, they asked questions about, you know, is there anything else you want to share? And he said straight up, I do, but I'm going to tweet it out. And what did Jed York tweet out? There it is right there, guys. It is official. Uh, people were trying to break the story before it happened. It was kind of known all along. Uh, Nike did a leak earlier in the day where they just flat out posted the uh, the picture of, um, you know, of the new uh, of the of the 94 jerseys. And then the team contacted Nike and said, please take it down because we are going to be uh, unveiling this later on. So it was up on the Nike website. They removed it. But how do you feel now that it's official? And now is your time to show your hat. Uh, now that it's official that the 75-year patches are going to be on the 1994 throwback jerseys. So I got a couple of takes on this. Um, one, I, I love that we're doing it, right? I think that they're going to look hot. Um, I, I just, I really like, I talked about it before. I like that shadowing on the numbers. Um, and I'm kind of glad you pulled that up. Um, I've talked highly about the GOAT on this. He's my favorite all-time player on this team, on, on the 49ers organization. Um, but I will say I was kind of disappointed to see Jerry Rice in the uniform reveal. I and I was disappointed to see that there was zero rookies in the uniform reveal. Um, I don't know what they were going for with this thing. Um, I did enjoy Ayuk. Before you get to this part, he had a little dance segment in in the beginning of it. Um, I think it was just after Armstead's uh, diamond shot. Uh, so I did like that. But I did. I will say that I, I'm a little disappointed about the Jerry Rice thing. I. I I think that this team that is currently with Shanahan needs to have its own entity. And I feel like they keep pulling, like, I know that they want to have this uh, attachment to the legacy of the Super Bowl era, you know, with the in the eighties and early nineties with the 49ers. But um, I would like to see them also step away from that. There's no, for me, there wasn't any reason to put Jerry Rice in that uniform for that photo shoot. Um, I just didn't understand really why they did that, but it is what it is, and we'll move on from there. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I don't. Well, I didn't agree with you until I saw one picture here, and I'll, I'll put it back up. And it was the one that Jed York tweeted uh, with Jimmy, and and the goat. You know, it was like Jerry Rice and Jimmy. Like they don't play together. They're not associated with each other. Like I think we're kind of reaching here at this point. You know what I mean? But 
Um, you know, it's it's a throwback, so you want a throwback player in it. Um, and I don't know if this is true or not. Someone tweeted or said to me that the Niners never lost a Super Bowl with the shadowing in the numbers that they wore that year. Is that I don't know if that's true. Someone out there, you guys can Google it or whatever. I'm sure you guys are quicker on the draw than I am. Uh, you can break it down if you know if it's true or not. I don't know for a fact that it's true, but that is definitely something that I was told. Um, and, you know, I, I hope it's true because we're, we're wearing them this year. If the team had the shadowing and uh, only won Super Bowls with it, it's a hell of a thing to bring back this year when we think we have a quarterback who can, at, at the worst-case scenario, Jimmy Garoppolo, who can get us to a Super Bowl, at best-case scenario, uh, can win it now, right? So, um, and even if it's not Jimmy, you think you're upgrading the position with the young rookie and Trey Lance. So, um, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, from as far as as far as uh, the streak and you know things like that. Well, I can't testify to that because I don't know that that's 100 true. Is it all shadowing or just the red with the shadow? Because obviously, two years ago we we during that season we wore the white with the shadow and we did not well, win the Super Bowl. So that's the other thing too. But they wouldn't uh, allow us to wear the shadow jerseys in the Super Bowl. People were talking about how the 49ers, uh, the, you know, like I said, a lot of people were trying to break the news early, and I don't, I don't quite understand that. But people were talking about how the team was going to uh, play with uh, red and white. They were saying that the the reds are going to be in four games or whatever, and the whites are going to be in just two. Right. I I still haven't seen confirmation about the white jerseys. So I don't know that that's true at all. I saw I saw a list come out of six dates, four home games, and two away games at which they'll be no. wearing the throwback jerseys. And so, so I assume it, it's going to be the whites for the away games, unless exactly um, they work something out with that team that's doing like a color. Uh, what is it called? A color rush, and we see rush. that on Thursday night games. So it's possible uh, that we see the the white shadows with the white pants. You right. know, I, I don't quite know how it's going to play out. So I think that was the cool part that there's still a little bit of mystery and mystique around it. What are the whites going to look like when we do that? You know? So right. that sounded okay. My wife said that's racist. So I apologize. about that. <laughs> we have spent way too long Not racist because on... it wasn't in that kind of context. <laughs> exactly. We spent way too long on the, uh, on the, uh, on the Twitter segment. So let's move on to uh, getting to your questions. And I'm going to start with two images here uh, because these were presented to us a while ago. And uh, well, one of them was. So let's start with this one here. The Niners are are playing are playing in London. Now this not. is like a hypothetical. They're not, but they are playing in London. Um, and you have the chance to hook up with Alfred, who is our friend, friend of the show, um, Nick Court, and the Shant Club NFL. Are you down? Are if if the Niners are playing in London, are you down to go out there? And meet up with some of the faithful, more importantly, Alfred and the Shant Club. Um, I don't need the Niners to be playing there to go hook up with anybody overseas. Uh, I'd love to travel, so that's a big thing for me. Um, but if the Niners are playing, that's a bonus. Um, I definitely, if I had the opportunity to go out there, I would definitely hook up with those guys. Uh, and they would drink me under the table because that's what they do in the Shant Club, I believe. I like it. I like it a lot. And Alfred, absolutely, man. I can't wait to hang out with this guy. Uh, he's been a longtime supporter of nothing but Niners, and uh, I would have it no other way. You know, I would love to get out there and do it as long as the timing is right, you know. Um, and here's the next question from him. This one is directly for you. 
uh, question for Brian. Are submariners uh, a different breed of servicemen? And then thank you for your service, even though I'm in England. Um, I mean, just for what we do in the submarine force, I don't know if I would use the term different breed, but it definitely, I mean, you could say that. You could use that tense, I guess. It's not that they're, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say they're better or worse than anybody else, but it does. I mean, in order to climb into a, you know, a tube, you know, and go under the water and be locked in there with, you know, 130 to 180 guys, depending on, you know, and women now, cause they're both on the submarines. Um, you know, it does take a special, somebody that can deal with that, you know, and being locked in there, somebody who's definitely not claustrophobic, you know, somebody who can resolve um, issues quickly because you can't have enemies on the submarine. You know, everybody's got each other's back. You know, when you're in bed, you're you got to make sure that your crewmates are the ones that are taking care of making sure anything goes wrong. If there's a fire or, you know, obviously if there's a casualty, everybody's up and at it. But, um, you know, those are going to be your initial responders and they're going to rely on you just the same when it's their turn to be off for their time off on the boat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you could say that it takes a different breed, but it definitely you have to have a specific mentality to be able to put up with those those things. There's a lot of people who tell me all the time there's no way they could do that. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of jobs out there. There's no way I could do. But, um, you know, when you put your life on the line like that, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know about being underwater um, and inside the actual submarine, but I do know that I don't I won't say I do know, but I will say 95 plus percent of people that when uh danger is is there and present uh i won't say imminent but when danger is is present uh for the most part people rally together they look for um each other to fix those situations i've seen strangers and i've, I've literally seen strangers walking down the street uh where a crisis is happening and they just rally together and that would be whether it's violent a fire uh, a bad car accident, you see people pull over and try to help uh, right away until, you know, professionals can get there. So um, I do, I, I subscribe to what you're saying here, where people will rally together and start to depend on one another. So I think that's pretty cool. And I do, uh, I do agree with what you're saying, but you got to think that in today's time with the social media, we've seen plenty of instances where people don't engage and they pull out their phone to record what's going on instead, you know, instead of engaging. And it's kind of a sad state of our country to think about. It's easier sure. easier to film something than get engaged because you don't really want to be involved with what's going on. So, All right. So let's get to these questions here. This first one is going to be from Milo. Well, the third one, technically. Uh, and I'm glad you're here to answer this. He says, looking at, at all the one-year deals and expiring contracts at the end of the season, we'll have heaps of cap space available, even taking into account a Fred Warner extension. That's a question. And I don't know if this is true. I'm going to let you answer this question here. But I thought that what I saw um, included, not Fred Warner, obviously, because that's not official yet. Uh, but I thought what I saw included uh, the one-year contracts being expired. Um, and the, the cap situation didn't look too too bright, in my opinion. Right. Uh, how, how does that work out? And what do you see there? So right now, because, and you have to take this into consideration, because Trey and Trey and Aubrey are not signed. If you go and look at over the cap or you go look at Jason Hurley's page, uh, 49ers dot, uh, or 49erscap.com, um, if you go to either of those places, they have very similar information. Um, 
So right now, as it sits, without those guys signed, so that doesn't take their contracts into consideration for 2022, you've got 34 players currently signed to the 2022 team with a cap space of 23 million and change plus the likelihood that Jimmy will be moved on from opening up another 25, which puts us at 48 million. But that 48 million, again, like I said, and I just want to uh, tack onto that, that it does not take into consideration Trey uh, Lance's salary. So like, you know, he's going to have multi-million dollars that's going to come out of that because that is not on those numbers yet. Until he signs his contract for this season, it doesn't, you know, you can't see the pro rate for next year or going forward. The same thing is true. It doesn't count for Sermon. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. I right. So the both the trays and Aubrey. So technically, there's actually 37. Ambry. Ambry. Sorry. Thomas. I'll just go with Thomas. How's that? Because um, now Solomon's gone, so we can do that. Um, but so that technically puts once those guys sign their their deals, that'll put it at 37 players on the roster for the 2022 season. And uh, but that number is going to come down. I don't I didn't look to see what their extended contracts should be. I mean, I can go look those numbers up, but um, it'll take me some time. So I'm not going to do that right now. Um, but yeah, so you're looking at 48 million without those guys. Um, I would probably say you're going to still have 38 million once you sign those guys. Uh, for for next year, um, after that's after Jimmy is released or traded, because that money is going to obviously come back. And if for some reason they opt to move on from him this season, you're going to get that money that rolls forward as well. All right, always faithful says, uh, just like my last question, but on the offensive side of the ball, uh, 2019 O line versus 2021's O line. Hopefully, no injuries. Which one do you think is going to be better? Basically, uh, he asked this on the last show, and uh, I think we settled with the potential of the 2021 team, uh, how do you feel about it now with it being the 2022 team? I'm, I'm sorry, the 2019 versus the 2021 offensive lines. Right, because he talked about defensive line last time, right? Yes. So um, if the players that we currently have signed to the roster are all healthy and no problems, um, I, I would give it to this group of guys over the 19 season because we, I, I feel like we've upgraded the center position over Garland. I feel like we upgraded at the guard position with Banks, just a different style of body in there. You know, I'm not saying, not trying to take anything away from Brunskill uh, in how he he was able to play that position, but obviously the team has the thought process to move him over to center for the long term. He's going to learn behind Mac for this season, um, but he's very versatile. He can play basically the whole line. Um, so I, I I would give it to the 2021 O line, provided everything goes according to plan. Everybody stays. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I won't touch on it too much more than that. I agree with what you're saying. 2021 offensive line, uh, because people forget that in 2020, uh, in 2019, we even did uh, what two or three games without our starting tackles on both right, ends. Right. Yep. And uh, they they did they did well, but I I expect a lot more health this year and uh, a lot more success. So I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I'm going to definitely side with the uh, 20 with the 20 um, 21 team. All right. Uh, Niner Rick 49 comes out and he says, if you could choose hype songs for the teams per game entrance um, to the field, what songs would you choose for each squad? Uh oh, where'd Mike go? He dropped off. So, which, which uh, would we choose for each squad? Uh, mine for defense, Bring the Pain by Method Man, offense, uh, move 
B and S at, uh, from Ludacris? Um, that's a good question. Uh, so many good songs to. Well, I went. I went with a hype song of uh, uh, Thunderstruck. I really like that one. Um, that seems that would be a good one for me for the, the defense, and uh, maybe like. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you got one shot. Uh, from uh, Eminem, maybe something like that. Um, I can't move on through these. I don't have the ability to move on through these uh, questions. So let me go back up here and look. I can't pull them up on the screen. Um, what is your favorite DJ Malone? What is your favorite Thai food? Um, and with proteins, I like eating chicken pad Thai. Are you guys gonna get uh, gonna get one of the red throwback jerseys? I definitely want a Steve Young one. Pulled pork preference. Um, wait, so I, wait, wait! Don't don't read all that stuff. I, let me give my answers real quick. Well, I'm you've done, so I'm not going to sit there in silence. <laughs> so it's weird. Chrome like crashed on my computer. I can't I can't do anything on my computer. So I'm sorry about that, guys. But I do want to give my answer. Let me see if I can get Chrome to pull back up here for me. Um, but my my in my intro for the offense. Did you give yours already? Yep. All right. So my intro for the offense would be. The Lil John, the uh, let's go. If you want it, you can get it. Let me know. That's the one where they sampled, uh, who was it, Ozzy Osbourne or something like that, right? Din din, din din, din din, din din. Okay, so that would be for that. Yes, that would be for the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, I would probably go with um, um, mm, I would do. Whoa, man, he's gone again. No, 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 I'm here, I'm here. I just switched <laughs> my phone for that. Uh, I would go with uh, like a DMX song, like Here Comes the Boom. Here Comes the Boom, Here Comes the Boom. Here, I don't know if people know what that means, but I know what that song is. It, it was uh, Sean Paul, Mr. Vega, and DMX. So th those would be my two songs for that. Sorry about that, guys. I sincerely apologize. I have no idea what happened. Um, the next one, all-time favorite diss song. Oh, Mine is No Vaccine one? by Ice Cube. Do you know it? Uh, do you have a favorite this song? Um, no. All right. So mine would be Beanie Siegel. Um, his this song to Jada Kiss. Um, I don't remember what the name of it was, but that's if you guys know the song, you know the song. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your favorite Thai food? Right. That was what I was reading. Okay. Uh, guys, and with what protein? I can't, I've had Thai food, but I can't tell you honestly, like the names of them or anything like that. So I don't know which one it would be. Um, I, but what I had, I, well, I can't say obviously because that, that seems wrong, but uh, it had rice and chicken and there was uh vegetables in it. That that sounds so basic, but whatever. It was, it was a good, it was a good meal. So better than me. I, I can't really eat Thai food anymore. Um, usually, at least when I used to order, it was kind of spicy, and uh, so I don't. I strayed away from that. I get, I have to take medication for my my esophagus now. I can't can't do that that spicy food anymore. Okay, do you plan on getting a red throwback jersey? Um, with the I, seventy with the seventy five patch. Are you? Yeah. Now, are you, now you got to throw out a couple extra hundred bucks or whatever um, for the patch, but. Uh, I did not have a plan to buy one um, just because I'm not a huge Jersey guy, um, but I, I might. I'm a, 
if I do, I would probably go with somebody that I think is stable on the team. So like Bosa, like Bosa, I don't think is going to go in it. They're going to rework, you know, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be on this team. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't get a, a player of the past if I was, if I were to do this, it would definitely be a, um, a current player, uh, someone who I think is going to be here for a while. So, um, maybe, maybe, um, a Fred Warner, um, I like I like the Bosa pick. I don't think the team is ever going to let him go. I think they learned from their mistake with Charles Haley. So, yeah, right. a Bosa is a good one. Um, and if Trey has a good first season or good first his first appearance in the if if he appears in this season, maybe even a Trey Lance. All right. So that well, that's he is the future at that position on this team. So pulled pork preference. I'm going to say barbecue on uh on two um. Hawaiian bread. Yeah, or brioche, yeah. Now, I'm not much for a sweet thing, but barbecue pulled pork on Hawaiian bread is the yep. way to go. Yep, so. definitely. Especially if you can get it from at a luau where they, you know, actually cook the pork correctly in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny Albright asks, uh, why do the 49ers have a hard time developing wide receivers and quarterbacks? This has been a, a topic of discussion on this show in particular for a while, and uh, I think it's a valid question. We we it's it's rare that you see those two positions improve. Um, you you see them out here, you see them playing, but as far as improving or development, you don't quite see it enough, in my opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I wish I had the answers because then I'd be on the staff somewhere. That's know? true. That's true. I think I think it's a. I I don't think it's about development. I honestly think it's about attrition. I think it's these guys getting injured so freaking much that they just – you don't get to see them fully develop. Right. You know, there, there's halts to the season. Um, you even look at Brandon Ayuk, right? Like, there was no offseason last year. So, Ayuk was kind of just stuck in the fray of, you know, let me just play this year, and this is who I am. And then uh, Kyle has alluded to it. You know, we want to see these guys improve this season. So, right. I'm going to go with that. Uh, question for you, Brian. What is your favorite card game to play with your wife and or kids? Um, typically we are not a huge card, I guess. Well, Uno's, Uno's a card game. We play that as a family. Um, but I'm a huge uh, spades guy and I love cribbage cause it was an awesome game to play on the submarine cause it didn't take up any space. So you could actually have little tournaments. Uh, so spades and cribbage are my thing, uh, for the kids It's more board games usually. So we're like uh, monopoly clue life, um, or anything that's based around like the yeah, escape room experience. So they have like puzzles that you can figure out. We like doing that kind of stuff together. Uh, but as but far that's as not, that's not a card game. But the only card game, that's what I'm saying, Uno is like it. <laughs> I love that you're a spades player. I, I can't say that. I, I don't know why I didn't think it, that would be a thing. But every time you say it, like my heart smiles. It's pretty cool. Um, the tone of my shade. <laughs> Mike and Melissa, what are some board games you two enjoy playing with the kids? So yes, there's this game called Sequence. Um, it's basically like uh, like Connect Four, but it's a card game, and you have uh, like colored chips. So one team is orange, one is green, one is blue. All right. So uh, what has what what happens is it's all these different letters all over the board, and every card is a different letter, and you have to get four in a row. But people can block you if they have that card and they put that chip down on that on that tile 
We actually, believe it or not, we played it tonight with the kids. So, um, but the reason I think I like it so much is because it's educational. Like it teaches our kids to recognize these words and, and uh, letters and it makes them, you know, think outside of the box and, box and strategize. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had a, a, a go ahead and finish because I just had one more. Oh, that, that was it. It's Quibbits oh. for us. So, yeah, my kids are older. They're 15, or 16 now and 14. So we play, we do play cards against humanity. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. And it can get all kinds of inappropriate and it can get fun when you've got some younger minds that try to come up with their own funny stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. DJ Malone jumps back in here. He says, will Kyle let Trey Lance be a dual threat quarterback? Um, and I think Kyle's answered this. He said, yeah, I think, I think he said that, you know, he doesn't want him to be a run run type of guy, but right. if a play is breaking down and there's some trouble here, he likes that. Uh, Trey Lance is going to present the opportunity to escape and or extend plays. Um, so, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think I have anything to add to that. All right. Uh, if the Rams are known to be as lambs and the Hawks are known as the shithawks, can Arizona be known as the crapinals? I'm going to say no. That just doesn't flow off the tongue the same way. Right. I'm, and I'm, I, I, um, the sea chickens is what I always get them heard, hear them called. So I never yeah. heard them called the shithawks before. <laughs> I've heard it, but it, it it feels forced. But I have heard it, so I can't I can't say that it's not a thing. It's definitely a thing uh, amongst the fan base. Um, yeah, and then your favorite flavor of Gatorade. Um, for me, it's probably going to be like that. Uh, I think it's a blue frost or something like that. It's like a light blue color. I'm with you. I'm not even going to touch on it. That's exactly it for me. All right, here we go. Gas or charcoal for the grill and favorite thing to grill uh, and what music do you like to listen to for barbecues, favorite beer and favorite mixed drinks? And this will be the last question of the evening. Oh. Um, well, I've used both. Um, I tend to use gas more often than charcoal because it leaves things uh, for me. I, I think that the, uh, the temperature stays more regulated across the entire grill with gas versus charcoal where you end up with hot spots. Um, Favorite thing to grill is probably salmon on, on cedar planks. Um, and what music? It depends on who's over for the barbecue, really. Depends on what group of people I'm hanging out with. On you know, uh, So it's either going to be classic rock or it's going to be some hip-hop or something like that, depending on who I'm hanging out with. Uh, I'm a cheap beer guy, so I like Coors Light. Um, and favorite mixed drink? Uh, well, I don't know if you'd consider a margarita. You know, it's a it's a mixed drink, but it's kind of like a frozen concoction thing. So, but yeah, anything with tequila in it, basically for me. <laughs> no margaritas count. Uh, I am I am charcoal all day, every day. Now, the secret to avoiding what you're talking about is an even spread of the charcoal. Right. You got to even spread it. And I'm the type of guy I don't care if it's quick light or not. I'm putting the lighter fluid and I'm spreading it all the way across the top. <laughs> You like the match, you step back, you drop it in there, <laughs> let it blow up, and then let the charcoals white. I cannot say this enough. So many times people go in there and they light the grill, they get the fire on there, and they want to throw food on too soon, then it tastes charcoaly, yeah. like the fluid charcoaly, not like the grill, but not the charcoal taste, but the, the fluid. You got to let the coals white before you put food oh, on definitely. it. Yeah. And so uh, that that's the secret there. Um, as far as... Um, my favorite thing to grill, I, I, I love I love grilling steak. 
I love grilling steak. I get a little piece of foil, or they came out with those black pads, like those fireproof pads. Yep. And uh, you throw some, uh, you throw a little bit of seasoning on there, and then you put your onions and peppers in it, the garlic, the chopped garlic on there. Oh man, it comes out so good. It comes out so so good. Um, Go to music for barbecues. I'm a summertime music, and when I say summertime, I mean literally. Like I'll play the Fresh Prince. Summer, summertime. summertime. <laughs> like that just gets me in the mood. I'm out there. I'm in a great mood. It's not too hectic. It's not too laid back. It's just perfect for it. Right. Um, and my favorite mixed drink, if you guys know me, I'm a whiskey and scotch drinker. So I'm going to go with the whiskey sour as my favorite mixed drink. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight, man. Thank you all for checking us out and dealing with the technical difficulties. B, we got through it, man. Yeah, we did it. With technical difficulties and all, the 49ers are bringing back the 94 throwback jerseys. And that was really all I got from the State of the Franchise, but we'll break that down further on tomorrow night's show. So that's going to do it. It will also bring to you guys the uh, special teams, okay? So we're out of here. We'll see you soon. Mahalo. Peace.